this is the X-Men Unraveled podcast. I follow the comics chronologically to go over the stories of the X-Men characters. Last episode, I covered the early years of Wolverine's life, from how he started out as a sickly young boy to become a fierce fighter and ultimately abandoned society to live in the forest with a pack of wolves. Today, I'll be picking up from right about where the last story left off to cover the series Origin 2. In the series, Logan is forcefully brought back into human society and starts a feud with the Creed family, which ultimately puts him into conflict with the mutant, Sabretooth. Before we get back to Wolverine's story, though, I think we should start with Sabretooth for some background. His real name is Victor Creed, and he doesn't actually make an appearance until the very last page of Origin 2, but the series sets the stage for his ongoing conflict with Logan. Sabretooth was created by Chris Claremont and John Byrne for the Iron Fist series in 1977, and he was later introduced into the X-Men comics in 1986 and has remained a major foe to the mutants. When Claremont came up with Sabretooth, he actually planned for him to be Wolverine's father. This was changed, though, after Claremont left the X-Men comics, and now the two are not considered to have any blood relation. Their paths cross by chance, and events lead to a mutual hatred between the two. There is a moment uh, in one comic that I'll get to later where there is actually a remnant of Claremont's original plan. But with that, let's start with Sabretooth's early life from X-Men Origins Sabretooth from 2009. Sabretooth's early life is told in the first nine pages of the one-shot X-Men Origins Sabretooth. Its tragedy is really reminiscent of Logan's early trauma, but Sabretooth's natural character seems to be pretty malevolent, so that changes um, the direction of his life versus Logan. Victor's exact year of birth isn't given, but he is an adult by the time he meets Logan in the early 1900s, so he's either close in age or older, potentially enough to be Logan's father, even though that origin story is dropped. So I have to assume that this story would take place sometime in the mid to late 1800s. When Victor Creed is a young boy, he starts growing large, sharp fangs. Then one day he gets into an argument with his brother Luther over the last piece of pie that they both want. When the two boys start fighting, Victor kills his brother in their family's kitchen with his fangs. His parents are obviously horrified, but they decide to go ahead and make everything worse um, by bringing religion into the mix. They're convinced that Victor is possessed by the devil, so they take the absolutely insane step of chaining him up in their cellar, and his father pulls out his oversized fangs with pliers. It's horrible. Victor pleads with his mother to free him, but she is too scared of him and won't go against Victor's father and leaves him there. Victor does ominously tell her that she should be afraid of him more than she should be afraid of his father. But Victor's teeth keep growing back because he has a healing factor similar to Wolverine that heals any physical injury. But every time the teeth grow back, his father rips them out again. And Victor is kept in the cellar through this torture for over a year. 
But because of his powers, he does still continue to grow bigger and stronger and more dangerous and probably crazy because that would probably make anyone crazy. His teeth always come back as sharp fangs and his nails also turn into razor sharp claws. Eventually, Victor gets strong enough to rip his chains out of the wall, but he isn't able to get the handcuffs off, so he cuts off one of his own hands to get free. Uh, he goes into the house to find his parents, carrying his hand, and murders them for what they have done to him. He then enjoys a slice of pie on the porch before taking his severed hand and heading off into the world alone. His healing powers allow his hand to reattach and heal, and we are going to leave Sabretooth there for now as a traumatized and potentially sociopathic child with dangerous mutations. Last time we left Logan, he had abandoned society after accidentally killing Rose O'Hara, the woman he was in love with. The series Origin 2 from 2013 picks up in 1907 with Logan living with a family of wolves. There's two adult wolves and their pups, and they live in this cave, and they have accepted Logan as part of their family. He helps them hunt, plays with the pups, and looks out for all of them. And for a brief moment, he has some peace and contentment. But one day, a huge polar bear starts prowling around the area. Logan keeps an eye on it, but it doesn't really seem very capable of taking care of itself. I think it has a collar on as well, um, so he just kind of lets it be. Then, while Logan is out in the forest hunting one day, the polar bear comes across the wolf's den and kills the entire family of wolves. It's so sad. And Logan comes back to find the wolves dead and the bear covered in their blood. He attacks the bear in fury over the loss of his wolf family, and the two fatally wound each other. The bear dies, but of course Logan's powers heal him. What Logan didn't see was that the polar bear had a tag on it with the name Essex, because it was actually an experiment by Mr. Sinister, whose real name is Nathaniel Essex. Not far away from all of these events, there is a group of trackers in a Canadian mining town. One of them is an animal trainer named Clara, and half of her face is disfigured. It looks like it's been burned. She and one of her colleagues enter a bar where some other men are discussing the polar bear and trying to figure out what could have caused the massive wounds that killed it. As they're all talking, a very flashily dressed Nathaniel Essex walks in, looking quite a bit more human than usual. Um, so he has hidden his chalk white skin and red diamond mark in his forehead. I'm guessing with makeup, I don't know. Um, but he starts berating the man who's talking about the polar bear because he doesn't want word of his experiments to get around. Essex starts an argument with one of Clara's colleagues and shows them his bodyguards, who are two soldiers who are exceptionally tall and look kind of like zombies and they follow all of his orders. It's pretty obvious that Essex has continued with his unethical experiments in the name of evolution and altered or created these zombie-like soldiers. As Essex is threatening the group, another associate of Clara's walks in with most of his face hidden. He's just as tall as the soldiers, significantly more muscled, and has sharp fangs protruding from his mouth. When I started reading and saw this character, I 
assumed it was going to be Sabretooth, but it turns out to be a brother of his named Saul, and he seems to have the exact same mutations as Victor did. It also turns out that Clara is their sister, and she's also fanged like her brothers, not quite as dramatically, but they're there. Saul tells Clara and their tracker colleagues they should go, after making it clear that he's not afraid of Essex or his soldiers. The Creeds and Essex then head off into the forest, each group trying to be the one that finds the bear. Essex gets there first with his soldiers. He has more of them now. Um, apparently he's created an entire army of these dudes, and calls them his marauders, just like his band of allies were called back in London. Essex and the marauders put on gas masks before tossing canisters into the forest surrounding the dead bear and the wolf den in order to kill whatever attacked the bear. Of course, they don't know that Logan is what they're looking for, and the gas doesn't hurt him. He jumps out of the trees and easily takes down a number of marauders before escaping. But Essex caught a glimpse of him and knows that Logan has to be a mutant, which is his dream, catch a mutant and conduct his experiments. Now the bear doesn't really matter to him, uh, because now he has even better prey to catch, um, so he and the marauders try to go after Logan to catch him. While Essex's little adventure has been going on, the Creeds and their tracking team have been nearby, also looking for whatever killed the bear. After being attacked by Essex and his soldiers, Logan comes upon them as well, and attacks one of the men, almost killing him, but he is stopped by Clara, whose powers seem to involve some sort of calming effect over animals, and this includes Logan's animal-like nature. She's able to get him to calm down, she's trying to talk to him, but then Saul uses the distraction in order to capture Logan and ties him up enough that he is unable to escape. And that's when we learn that Clara and Saul work for the Hugo Haversham Circus, and their tracking expedition was to bring something back to put in the show. Logan refuses to speak to anyone, including Clara, and he's kept in an iron cage at all times. Hugo starts bringing him out during the circus and harasses and shocks him until he reveals his claws to the crowd. It's pretty terrible. It goes on for a while. Clara feels bad for Logan, and she does want to help, but he refuses to speak to her, and for some reason that means that there's nothing she can do for him. She basically says, like, oh, well, if you show them you're human, they won't do this to you. Um, but according to Saul, who is watching all of this go on and has been through a similar experience, he just says, better him than me, when Clara tries to talk to him about Logan's circumstances. Essex is still determined to capture Logan for his own nefarious purposes and manages to track him down to the circus. He shows up one night and catches Hugo afterwards and offers him quite a bit of money to take Logan off of his hands, but Logan has been such a success for the circus that Hugo turns him down. In retaliation, Essex plants a story with the local newspaper that Logan is a fake just to sell more tickets. Then, Essex goes back to Hugo, offering his help to prove to the papers that Logan and his claws are not fake, and Hugo, not knowing who he's dealing with, agrees. So Hugo and a few of his workers bring Logan to Essex's lab. But once they're there, Essex releases the same gas he used in the forest to kill Hugo and his men and make sure that Logan was really able to survive exposure to the gas in the forest. Logan 
obviously survives again, and now Essex is able to carry out his experiments on Logan's mutant powers. He's basically, like, strapped to a medical table where Essex can do whatever he wants. And what that is, is he cuts him open, like he cuts open his arms all over his body um, to watch how his body heals from the damage, and then he proceeds to break his bones to see, you know, what all he can actually recover from. Essex's grand scheme is to turn Logan into his own killing machine using whatever process he used on his marauders to take away their free will and keep them under his control, and if he can do that same thing to Logan, he will have the best possible soldier under his command. Story of Logan's life, everybody just wants to turn him into their own super soldier. But fortunately for Logan, who has no way out of the lab, Clara had seen Hugo and Essex take him away, and she does manage to convince Saul to help her go to the lab and save Logan. They get there that night after he'd been tortured, they break in and get him out. They know they have to get as far away as possible from Essex, who's clearly a dangerous monster, so they all go to New York and try and hide in the city. But by this time, Logan's been isolated from society for quite a while, and obviously been through some horrendous experiences, so he has a lot of difficulty adjusting to life among people again. Clara's trying to help him, she talks to him, she takes him around the city, um, taking him to different shops and trying to get him to converse with people and not give in to his animal-like rages. Logan still snaps at pretty much any little altercation or disagreement, and Clara's having a hard time keeping him from attacking anyone. One day, they go to a small shop, and Logan isn't able to control himself and attacks a poor shopkeeper who talked to him the wrong way, and he and Clara have to rush out and escape anyone catching them. Clara doesn't give up on Logan, but Saul is not thrilled about having him around. He thinks that he and Clara should avoid much interaction with others, and also seems uncomfortable being in the city generally. And he's just not a fan of Logan. One night, though, Saul leaves Logan and Clara alone in their room, wherever they're renting, and the two have kind of grown closer as all this is going on, and with Saul gone, the two of them sleep together. But in the middle of the night, Essex's men find them and break into the apartment. Logan immediately starts fighting them and is able to beat them, but for some reason, Claire tries to stop him and gets in the middle of the fight. Logan accidentally stabs her and kills her. He's horrified because he's basically reliving the experience of killing Rose all over again. Before he can really do anything else, though, Saul comes back and surprisingly doesn't turn on Logan, which seems odd since um, he's so worried about getting his sister back and getting rid of Logan. And, you know, the two of them have, have not become friends, and so to just see him casually handle Logan killing his sister seems really odd. But the two of them make a pact and decide they have to go after Essex in revenge. After Logan and Saul leave, though, it turns out that Clara has not died. Like I mentioned earlier, she is also a mutant and has healing powers just like her brothers. It took a little bit for her to recover, but she heals up completely, and she knows that the two of them have gone to find Essex, so she goes after them. Logan and Saul get to Essex's lab and split up to find him. Logan gets to Essex first and confronts him over Clara's death, but Essex reveals that Saul was the one to give away their location, and Essex had made a deal that Clara wouldn't be hurt. 
And this explains why Saul didn't immediately retaliate against Logan for Clara's presumed death. He knew it was his own fault that Essex's men were there in the first place, and he knew that she was a mutant, so he probably realized he had a chance to take out Logan before she could heal up. Logan still isn't really interested to hear whatever Essex has to say, um, probably because he tortured him for an entire day, um, and he ends up stabbing Essex with his claws and throws him out a window above a tall cliff, assuming, fairly enough, that the fall would kill him. Of course, we know that Essex will go on to plague the X-Men for decades as Mr. Sinister, so obviously he survives and gets away. But where he goes next isn't revealed here. Off to do more horrible things, I'm sure. I also did wonder whether Essex was able to gain healing powers from experimenting on Logan. I couldn't find anything to either confirm or deny this, but by this time we know that Sinister has already learned how to incorporate the DNA of mutants into his own genetic makeup to gain additional powers. And obviously, between the stab wounds and the fall of several stories, he's got his own major injuries to recover from. But whether this healing factor comes from Logan or his original transformation with Apocalypse's machines is something I don't know and I couldn't uh, determine <laughs> anywhere on the internet. Personally, I think it makes sense that he either gains or at least enhances his healing abilities from his experiments on Logan. Um, that's just my personal theory, though, that I kind of like. So now Logan has taken care of Essex and he goes after Saul. He's furious that he betrayed their whereabouts to Essex, which led, he believes, to Clara's death. Logan finds him in one of Essex's labs where there's a vat of serum, which is what Essex had used to turn his soldiers into emotionless husks. Saul says that Logan messed up his and Clara's life and he took her away from him. There's a lot of parallels between the Creeds and Logan, and this sounds a lot like Logan's reaction to Rose O'Hara's relationship with Smitty that I went over in the last episode. There's this woman in this man's life, this time they're siblings, um, but yeah, they don't react well to the woman finding her own way in life, and so yeah, I just was interested to see how that played out with both Saul and Logan. Logan, obviously not realizing how similar that was to his own behavior, um, is still mad, attacks Saul, and knocks out one of his teeth. And Saul's not really phased by it. He just starts contemplating whether it would be better for both of them to just take the serum and not be alone, not feel any pain. Just then, Clara walks in holding a shotgun and interrupts them. She tells Logan about her powers, that she heals like her brothers, and that's why she has her connection to animals. We also learn that when they were children, Saul poured acid on her face and it was on her skin long enough that it led to her permanent disfigurement. We find out later that Saul only did this at the command of their older brother, Victor. One thing was he wanted to know the extent of their healing abilities. And like I mentioned, Sabretooth does not much care about anyone else, their feelings, their pain, nothing. Not even when he was a kid. Clara is furious at Saul for trying to get rid of Logan and tells her brother that she loves Logan. Saul is afraid to be alone and still says he's considering taking the serum. Logan is just angry at everything and attacks Saul, ultimately drowning him in a vat of the serum. 
Seeing this obviously shocks Clara, and she tries to stop Logan, threatening to shoot him, but she isn't able to get Logan to stop, and Saul drowns. Logan tells her that he did it because Saul would only ever have hurt Clara, but Clara won't accept Logan's explanation. She was mad that her brother tried to kill him, and she won't forgive Logan for being a murderer either, especially of her brother. She refuses to talk to him or have anything to do with him and tells him to leave, and the last we see of Logan in this series is him heading back out into the wilderness alone. There's one more scene of Clara, though. She has apparently started up her own circus with her ability to work with animals, and a man comes up to her looking for Saul. It's Victor, who apparently tortures Saul every year on his birthday. One year, he gave Saul the choice to hurt Clara and escape his own torment, and that's why he had poured the acid on her face. When she tells Victor that Saul is dead, um, Victor gets mad, and it's clear that he's going to go after whoever killed him. His excuse is uh, not for any brotherly love, but that uh, he didn't say Saul could die yet. So this all sets him on Logan's trail. And Logan's life is not on a great trajectory. His attempts at normal life have all been decimated. First when he's a child and his parents are killed and his powers emerge. Then when he accidentally kills Rose O'Hara in the mining town, he wasn't even successful trying to live with his family of wolves after Essex's bear kills them. And now he's sent away from Clara, someone patient enough to deal with the fallout of his trauma and whose own powers help her deal with Logan's violent animal nature. But all of this sets up the beginning of his conflict with Victor Creed, so let's get into that. The details of Logan's life after the events with Essex and the Creeds requires a little bit of piecing together. It's not told in any coherent story, but it's shown uh, through flashbacks in various comics um, as Logan recovers certain memories. And the key event is Logan's relationship with a woman named Silverfox. She is a member of the Blackfoot tribe whose lands extend from Alberta, Canada through Montana in the United States. It isn't revealed exactly how they met, but Logan most likely went back to the Alberta area and had been living in the lands of the Blackfoot tribe, so it's not hard to see him coming across members of the tribe and then meeting Silver Fox. There is one issue from the Marvel Comics Presents series where Logan saves the Blackfoot tribe from a monster called Unsagila, which I may or may not be saying right. Um... But I couldn't really piece together what's going on. It's not clear if it's an event that actually happened or not, um, but it shows him living in the tribe's land, so I just wanted to mention it because it makes sense there. However, they cross paths first. In Wolverine Origins number 5, Logan reveals his relationship with Silver Fox from a flashback. He says that when they met, Silver Fox was a widow, and the two of them fell in love and started living together. The couple built a cabin in the woods, and they seemed to live a quiet, contented life, and seemed to be genuinely in love. Uh, you might recognize this story because there's kind of an altered version of it in the movie X-Men Origins Wolverine. Um, he's living happily with Silver Fox and everything. Uh, the timing is way different way later in Logan's life, um, but it does follow the gist pretty closely. For the movies, anyway. 
Logan and Silver Fox's happiness is cut short in the comics when Sabretooth comes to the area. He, of course, has found out from Clara, who's responsible for his brother's death, and has been busy tracking Logan down. In Sabretooth Origins, we see Victor come to the town near where Logan and Silver Fox live. Logan gets in a bar fight, and Victor actually jumps in to help him. They easily beat everybody and sit down to have a few drinks together. Then Silver Fox comes to the bar for Logan, and they leave together. But before they leave, Victor tells Logan that Silver Fox is a real pretty one and to watch out, because one day she'll make Logan feel bad. It takes a few months before anything happens, so Victor is just biding his time. How much he interacts with Logan, whether or not Victor pretends to be Logan's friend, aren't really shown. Um, but Victor's torture of his brother Saul revolved around him beating and hurting Saul every year on his birthday, so it seems like Victor planned to just replace Saul with Logan. A few months later, Logan comes to the bar carrying Silver Fox's body. She's covered in blood and obviously met a violent death. When Logan walks in, Victor is waiting and tells Logan, Happy birthday. Logan attacks Victor and they have a brutal fight, but Victor is able to easily beat Logan. He throws him in a pit and just kind of mocks him. But in Wolverine Origins number 5, Logan regains these memories and recalls that Sabretooth convinced him that the villagers in the town wanted him gone so that they took part in Silver Fox's murder to get him to leave. In retaliation, Logan goes to the village and massacres the town people. The Silver Fox incident also comes up in a couple of issues of the Wolverine series from the late 1980s. In Wolverine number 10, Logan describes his memory of carrying Silver Fox into the bar and finding Sabretooth there. When he sees Logan, he tells him that she was, quote, uppity enough to say no. And that's when they fight and Sabretooth beats him. And in Wolverine number 41 from 1988, Logan and Sabretooth have a run-in later in their lives. And that interaction causes Logan to have another flashback to the day that Silver Fox died, and he and Sabretooth battle over it again. And during this fight, Sabretooth claims that he is Logan's father. Logan doesn't want to believe it, but Sabretooth is adamant about their blood relationship, and they're kind of in a really dangerous situation, so he's like, why am I going to lie about this? And so this is what I was talking about earlier, um, where there's a moment that follows the original origin story as planned by Chris Claremont. Of course, we know from everything in this episode um, that there, that original plan has been scrapped, um, but it is interesting to see it come up in this issue. And even though their father-son relationship was axed, their mutual hatred beginning with Silver Fox's murder is a key point in their history and a lot of their interactions. And of course, Sabretooth Origins added to that by telling the story of how Logan murdered Sabretooth's brother and actually was the one to set off their blood feud and solidified that they are not actually related. Sabretooth's mention of Logan's birthday also becomes a huge part of their interactions. It's a real mystery to me how Sabretooth came up with a birth date for Logan, since I'm sure he has no idea when it is himself. Uh, but every year, he tracks down Logan to fight him on his birthday. A few more of those fights are shown in Sabretooth Origins, and Sabretooth pretty much always beats Logan, at least while he doesn't have adamantium claws. As far as Silver Fox, she doesn't actually die from Victor's attack. 
She has her own healing powers and manages to survive, um, but she drops off the radar. She has a run-in decades later with Logan, but they've both gone through um, a memory wipe, or at least altering from the government program they're part of, so they don't really get a happy reunion. And she has more stories later on that are a little bit complicated, so I will save those um, when we can kind of talk about them more. Personally, I would love more about Silver Fox and her life. She seems really interesting, um, but usually just gets sidelined as one of Logan's tragic love interests, which is pretty much all of his love interests, but I think Silver Fox deserves better, and I want to know more about her. (laughs) I'm gonna leave it there for today, but Logan and Sabretooth remain at odds throughout the years in the comics, so we will definitely get back to that. After the death of Silver Fox, though, Logan's trail goes cold for a bit, but we'll pick back up in a few years in the 1910s in the next episode and find out where he goes and who he meets. Um, I've been able to stick to like a main series these past few episodes, but starting with this one and in the next part of Logan's story, I'm going to be piecing stories together from lots of different series and issues, um, but I'm still going to follow his life chronologically the best that it can be put together. If you do want to read any of the stories, I will post on my Instagram at X-Men Unraveled which issues I'm going to cover next. Thank you so much for listening. You can check out more on the pod's social media and, of course, on the blog. In the meantime, don't start any blood feuds with dangerous fanged mutants. Bye. Bye.